Hello, and welcome to the Grace Redeemed Podcast, the show that brings you a variation of topics to help support and equip you in your daily Christian life. I am your host, Lauren, but you can call me Lo. Today, I am joined by um, pastor and author. Now, I know it's Paul, but it's Couches, right? Yes, you like, got it right on. Like couches, like couches. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of remember that. I should know that. I, I really enjoy your book, so I should know your name. So I'm happy I got it right. But I'm, I'm joined by, by Mr. Paul Touches today. I'm so excited to have him here today. I'm just so excited to dive in um, to discuss his devotional. <clears throat> that I am, I just been tremendously blessed by it. I remember when I first got my hands on it, I was sharing it with everyone. Uh, I want everyone to get a little piece of it. And I just wanted to spend some time today talking to you a bit about the devotional, um, kind of a little bit about what's going on in the world and how that devotional or or practical tips against against anxiety will be helpful to the believer um, as we see everything that's transpiring around us each and every day. And then also hear a little bit about some of the new projects that you're working on. So you care to share a little bit about who you are with us today? Yeah, thanks, Lauren. Well, um, first and foremost, um, Lord has blessed me with uh, a wonderful wife, Karen, and we've been married uh, for 35 years now. And um, the Lord's blessed us with 10 children and um, so far eight grandchildren. And two of those have just been born recently. So we're um, really in, enjoying um, the new life that's coming to our family and um, busy in ministry as a pastor and uh, love to counsel people, love to write. So the Lord's uh, blessed in a number of ways. I'm, I really never have a day where I'm wondering what I should do. <laughs> I usually am uh, wishing I could uh, cram an eighth day into the week at times, but then I'm quickly rebuked by um, God's word, of course, because God has already designed everything perfectly, and and I need to um, just slide into the way things are designed by Him and do things His way and get done what He wants done and and be content with that. Absolutely, Amen. I love that sliding in an eighth day, but being rebuked by that because it's already designed; He ordained it. Amen. I love that. So that keeps you, I'm sure, really, really busy. And you're a pastor of a church right in Ohio, right? Yeah, east of uh, Cleveland, the church is in Mayfield Heights. We're the farthest east suburb of Cleveland, Cornerstone Community Church. And God has just been richly blessing our church in recent years. I'm excited about the growth in so many different ways. That's beautiful. And we... There's such a desperate need for the church right now. So to know that there's solid biblical churches out there um, in all corners of the nation, I'm hoping the world, um, but I know for sure the nation, it's just been such a blessing. I know when I was living in Indiana, I, I would have loved to, to have visited your church you know, a weekend trip or anything. I didn't know you were over there then. I here, but I, I, I have been, and now I will continue, um, since I share your book with people, I'll have to tell people about your church. Do you guys have room for more? Oh yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we're starting to, to feel like we're busting at the seams, but that's always a, a good problem. And, and what I, what we're so excited about is that, you know, it's just a testimony uh, throughout biblical history. 
God, you know, has been working in times where it, it seems as though there is um, a hunger and a thirst for his word as something that he, you know, he's responsible for. It's, it's evidence of the spirit's work. Um, but we're finding more and more people who are longing to uh, return to the word of God. Um, you know, maybe they are coming to Christ for the very first time, or maybe they have been wandering away into more of a um, consumer-minded um, church, and, and now they realize mm -hmm. that they are spiritually starving, and um, they, they need to be fed again so that they can grow. But um, God is just doing amazing things throughout his church and throughout the world. And I think that in light of all the discouraging stuff we see all the time in the news, it's just important for us to remember that God is always at work in his church. Amen. Amen. That's really true. And so thinking about it a bit, I mean, kind of to piggyback off what you're saying, you wrote this devotional. It's a 31-day devotional for life. It's called Anxiety, Knowing God's Peace, and I'll attach a link um, in the description box once the article, once this um, episode posts, rather. But Pastor Paul, you wrote this. When did you write this book? Because it's still applicable now for what's going yeah. on. Yeah. It'll always be, I know, but <laughs> when did you write this? Well, it was written over a period of many years. I mean, when I think about how uh, God, you know, was working in my own heart and life, um, you know, but it, it kind of the, the seeds of it began probably about, uh, eight or nine years ago when I kind of came to some anxiety crisis moments in my life. And, um, I had always, you know, kind of struggled with worry and been a lifelong worrier. And, but, um, I came face to face with anxiety in a very, very significant way. And it drove me to the scriptures to see um, what does God's word say about these fears um, that seem to at times just take over my mind and, and even my body at times. And, um, and it, I found such great comfort and help in the word of God. And so it began, you know, just really, um, journaling and studying the word of God for my own sake and began posting some brief articles on anxiety through my blog at counseling one another. And um, it uh, became obvious that the things the Lord was teaching me through his word were also really ending up being helpful to other people. Mm -hmm. So then it was sometime in, I think it was oh, 2017 or so, when I found out that PNR Publishing was doing this new series of 31-day devotionals. And so I reached out to the um, editor of the series and I said, hey, you know, do you have anyone doing um, one on this particular subject? And it was actually a different subject. It wasn't one on anxiety. And he said, yeah, actually, we do have someone for that. But um, would you be interested in doing something on anxiety? And oh. I said, oh, um, yeah, I would, actually. <laughs> um, 
So uh, that's how that came about. It came out in the fall of 19. Um, and I was blown away that last year it was uh, PNR Publishing's number one uh, best-selling book. Yeah. Um, it, it just seemed to be God's timing to meet um, really significant needs in, in people's lives. You know, anxiety is something we all struggle with, but I think that what perhaps has been lacking um, in the church is just a recognition of how honestly the scriptures address the topic and how we can really deeply be ministered to by God's word, uh, by the spirit of God through the word um, to, to help us through those times uh, of, of fear. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so amazing how that, how that came to be though, how that kind of cultivated into this, uh, this devotional that's, it's 31 days, like I mentioned, but it's just, and I, it's just, it's just so rich. I love at the end of each day, there's an opportunity for us to reflect and for us to, to act. And I, I just love it. I was journaling and I was writing in the book as I was going through it. And then I find myself even some days now, especially with the, with the current environment we're in the world, picking it up and, and looking at it again and jotting things down. So I, I, that's amazing that that's how that came to be. I mean, who, who knows what would have happened if, if you would have wrote about something different? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, it's a, you know, it's a testimony to the ever relevance of God's word, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for every culture and every time. And, um, it's funny because there are days I'm struggling with anxiety and I'll say to someone tongue in cheek, I'll say, yeah, man, I really wish I knew somebody who had written a book on anxiety because I would, I would talk to him right now, you know? Um, But I have actually, I have gone back to this book myself and actually had to reread some of the chapters and restudy those scriptures because I find myself you know, circling back um, to those same scriptures to minister to uh, what feel like new anxieties, um, but in in a sense they're not really new. Um, maybe there's just a new twist on them outwardly. You know, in my circumstances, but um, deep down in my heart, it's it's the same. You know, struggle and. Um, but to know God's peace through the spirit of God's working in my heart through his word and through his people is a, is a remarkable provision from the Lord. So Pastor Paul, what does anxiety look like that's not sinful compared to what's sinful anxiety? I, I've, I hear people often say, oh, I'm so anxious today. Um, and kind of a jokingly way, and and maybe it's just, you know, they're anxious about a particular circumstance or an event that's occurring. Um, but when someone's got this plaguing sort of anxiety, what, what where is the line drawn with that? Yeah, that's not always easy to discern, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, defining anxiety sometimes, you know, feels like you're you're trying to nail jello to the wall. Yes. Because I mean, it's an emotion, um, but it's more than that. It um, 
It includes a physical reaction, but it's more than that as well. Um, when we look at biblically, when we look at anxiety, especially in the New Testament, we see that the word that Jesus uses most often has to do with cares um, that distract us, that kind of pull us apart uh, internally. And so what we have going on is our minds and our hearts are torn, you know, between two worlds. And I think then when that happens, then how we respond to it um, usually then determines um, are we going to handle this in a sinful way mm-hmm. um, or are we going to handle it in a godly way? You know, it's that way with a lot of emotions. It's it, they, they just kind of, they're there and then we have to make a choice. Am I going to respond to this in a way that shows trust in the Lord? And so anxieties can actually be a blessing when we look at them that way. When we, when we say, okay, I'm anxious and now let me let me let these anxieties, these distracting cares drive me to the Lord in dependent prayer. Right. Um, when I allow them to overtake me and control me and feel as though then I have to control my circumstances so that I can control my anxieties. Right. That's when I think we're, we're crossing the line away from trusting in the Lord, away from walking by faith. Now we're trying to walk by sight. Um, you know, we're, we're losing sight of really the provisions that God has made for us. And so what we, we end up doing is we allow these, uh, these distracting cares to so trouble us internally yeah. that yeah. our minds are taken away from seeking first the kingdom of God, which you know, Jesus exhorts us uh, to do in Matthew 6 in response to um, our anxieties. But I think what's, what's helpful for us to remember is that <clears throat> there really isn't a one-time victory over anxiety. I think, I think that's one of the things that people get confused about. They think, okay, well, I should be over this by now. But, you know, there are so many struggles that we have um, in the Christian life that are ongoing struggles that are part of our sanctification. And so there's this ongoing process of needing to renew our minds, you know, repent of unbelief. Um, however, that, you know, manifests itself in our lives or, you know, even though we're believers in Christ, there are what I like to call shades of unbelief that um, are still you know remnant within us we still battle indwelling sin and so um, the line between um, sinful anxiety and what would be just a typical care you know the cares and the worries of life that jesus talks about that line is so thin um, at times Sometimes it's very, you know, very clear when we cross that line. Other times it's not. Sure. And so I think if we learn the, the discipline of renewing our minds with the word of God, disciplining our hearts to run back to the Lord, to cast all of our cares upon him, and to keep the eternal matters our chief priority, 
um, then those cares kind of fall into their their proper place. I love that. That's so true. Because because I can say, and I'll speak from my own experience, when I'm dealing with anxiety, I'll try to, I know initially, you know, and kind of to piggyback off what you're saying a little bit too, like I'll, I'll, I'll be anxious or there was a time where I was in a, in a completely anxious state, like it's day in, day out from sunup to sundown, completely anxious. But I remember being anxious and then immediately thinking, oh, I, I can't, I can't be anxious. I can't do that. And then trying to block it out of my mind or, or, or think of something else um, to eliminate the anxiety. It, it didn't work, obviously. I remember mm. this. Um, so continuously ruminating on those thoughts, keeping those thoughts in my mind. Um, and then finally, okay, you're dealing with something. Instead of trying to sweep it under the rug or act like it's not there because you're so concerned that, you know, anxiety is a sin, anxiety shows lack of faith. Let's think about this. And, and being able to express myself and, and really kind of dissect what I was anxious about, the reasons behind why I was, what the Bible says about that, going right back to scripture. The Lord says he'll provide for you, or the Lord tells you not to be anxious for anything. And, you know, in 2 Timothy, he tells us he hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Remembering those things each time um, an anxious thought will come to mind or anxious, anxious situation, anxiety-filled situation, I would just, okay, let's, let's reprogram that. Because what happened with me, Pastor Paul, is I fell into like a deep, dark place of like condemnation. Mm. I'm thinking, I'm not saved. There's no way I'm saved. Why on earth would I be saved if I'm going to constantly be going back to the same thoughts or battling this? And I, as easy as I'd like to say is, though, it came overnight. It just, it took work. And I, it, it, yes, it's, it's God. I, 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 tr- I try to encourage the, the body, the brother, my brothers and sisters about that. Like, you're going to, this is not something that happens overnight. There are days where I still, and I even wrote a little small devotional about anxiety as well. And I know that even for myself, I'm just like, okay, it's, it, you feel it. So what do we do? What do we do when we feel those emotions, those feelings? Let's not act like they're not there, that they don't exist, but let's handle those appropriately. And that's why I love what you just said. Yeah. That was, that was really good. <clears throat> Well, and I think that's why, again, we, we grow in our appreciation of the scriptures because the scriptures deal with life honestly. Yes. You know, and, and when I was going through those um, months and really a couple of years of, of crisis, um, it drove me to the scriptures and I discovered that anxiety is a persistent part of the human condition. and. Um, You know, the patriarchs of the Old Testament struggled uh, with anxiety. There were powerful emotions that impacted their body. Um, uh, The Psalms are filled with testimonies of people who went through periods of intense fear. Mm -hmm. And they, they just had to learn to discipline themselves to repeatedly run back to the Lord. Um, I think what's so confusing um, in our day and age is we live in a world that wants to uh, make everything about biology. Yes. We live in a world that says everything that you experience is because of your body. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, as biblical Christians, we understand that we are body and soul together. 
um, all the time. So our body impacts our soul. You know, when we're sick, we we feel lousy and and uh, and affects our spirit. Um, and and what's going on in our life spiritually can impact our body. So even if there is something bodily going on that needs to be addressed by um, a physician, that doesn't mean that there isn't um, the need for spiritual ministry to the soul. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's where I come in. You know, I'm not a medical doctor. What I am is I am a soul doctor. And I'm, a, um, I'm a pastor who wants to help people to connect with the healing words of scripture. Right. Um, you know, because there are some physical conditions that manifest themselves in um, extreme anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if, even in those cases, when that is discovered, you know, biologically as a legitimate organic problem in a person's body, they still need their spirit ministered to. They still need their soul to be strengthened and ministered to because um, we all have uh, bodily afflictions throughout our lifetime that we are called to persevere through mm-hmm. and endure through. That's right. You know, and when, when we look at the Apostle Paul and some of the things that he endured physically, um, you know, he, he was sustained by the strength of the Lord, right. um, but he had to discipline his soul. He had to discipline his spirit to continually run back to the truth of God's word. And so, you know, that's what I try to, to help people to understand that, you know, we are always made up of body and soul together. And so regardless of what physical things might be going on in a person's life, our souls always, always, always need the ministry of the Holy Spirit through the word of God. And that's the discipline that we need um, to fight against things like anxiety and other, um, you know, struggles that we have as Christians. That's so true. So true. I love what you said about the body and soul together. That's so true. So what are your thoughts, I guess? And then what do you say to the Christian that decides that, okay, I, I do have this, you know, this concern I'm dealing with anxiety or you no know, depression or, or whatever um, ailment they have. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going back to the scriptures. I'm taking the thought, my thoughts captive and making them obedient. Um, but th- they feel led um, to, to be, to use medication to help alleviate some of the symptoms. I was reading in your book, um, your knowing God's peace. And I, uh, you wrote a, a brief word on that on medication. Yes. And I, I, I love what you said. Mental fog often accompanies severe anxiety. Therefore, any decision that you make concerning the use or non-use of medication must be well-informed, humbly bathed in prayer and clothed in cam- counsel and under the guidance and supervision of your personal physician. I love that, Pastor Paul. 
Can you elaborate a little bit on that? And not asking you to say, yeah, get on medication or no, it's bad. But what do you say to the Christian that feels like they failed if they, you know, choose to, to use medication to help? Yeah. Well, first of all, I said, don't, don't, um, you know, be filled with self-condemnation that you are a failure because of that. Um, You know, God has provided so many means um, to help us in this fallen world. Um, I I do think that the use or the non-use of these kinds of medications ultimately comes down to being a Romans 14 freedom uh, liberty in Christ issue. I don't think it's a black and white, uh, right or wrong. I don't think it's a sin issue as some people have perhaps, um, made it out to be. Um, I think uh, the way I counsel people is that they, if they're experiencing symptoms of, um, severe panic or even what I went through at the time, which was, um, clinically called broken heart syndrome, which required, you know, several ER visits. And um, at some, if a person is going through that kind of an experience, they ought to connect with their physician. Mm -hmm. They ought to go through a thorough medical checkup to see if there are any physical problems um, that might be causing their symptoms of anxiety. Because, um, you know, the relationship between the body and the soul is really complex. Um, And and so for some people, the the use of a symptom-relieving medication for a limited time might help them. Um, I've had counselees use those uh, medications for a limited period of time because it really did help them to get control of what was an out of control emotional state. And it allowed them to think clearly um, in order to be able to then apply the the biblical counsel that they were receiving. Um, At one time in my crisis, my doctor um, did prescribe um, an anxiety medication for me. Um, because he thought that at this point, you know, things are so extreme that, that this might help to prevent further damage to what was going on in my body. And, um, but for me, it didn't work. Um, for me, it actually escalated my, um, anxiety dramatically. Oh my. Um, uh, it resulted in, uh, just dark thoughts and, um, a sense of terror. And I, I just, I, I, it didn't work for me, you know, right. but I know others, um, fellow, uh, counselor and friend of mine who, uh, was helped by those kinds of medicines for a period of time. Um, as there was so much going on in his life and his body, um, God used those things to stabilize him. Um, But they weren't the permanent solution. I think that's what people need to recognize, that that they're never the permanent solution. They might be a a short-term aid, but the permanent help, the long-term help is 
what God provides for us in his word, in, in anxiety, in understanding, okay, what is anxiety biblically? What is going on in my heart when I'm anxious? Right. What is going on in my heart, in my relationship to God, in my world, when I am overtaken by a crippling state of fear? And then how do I learn to grow in my walk with God and renewing of my mind and disciplining my heart um, so that I can know God's peace experientially in these times of fear? So much security in that and comfort in that. I want you to fully grasp that and understand it. It's, and it just really reminds me too of, of one of my, Hey, I'm going to be honest. I probably have almost every page, like highlighted all the way through. This is a good point, but I, I I'm looking at the book now and I'm looking at day 11. I've got so many marks in here, but I just wanted to read a little snippet of it. This is from day 11 and it says, come to me and I will give you rest. Rest is the polar opposite of anxiety. Our anxious hearts long for rest, but can't seem to find it. And the rest that we need is even deeper than the rest that we typically seek. Too often we crave immediate relief from our worry rather than the ultimate respite. Sorry, the quiet contentment for our souls that is found in Jesus. The antidote to our anxiety is security in the Savior. And you referenced Matthew, uh, Bible verse, Matthew 11 through 20, uh, verse 28 through 30. And I loved it. And especially at the end, it says, the stubborn root of anxiety is fundamental distrust in God's sovereignty, love, and goodness to us. As though Christ doesn't matter anymore, we must sever the root of unbelief at its deepest point by applying the gospel, which is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. If we are yoked to Jesus, then nothing that we might fear and threaten God's love for us. Nothing. Mm. See Romans 8, 38 through 39. Now that's what I call rest. Mm. So true. I, I just love that. I'm actually going to share a snippet of that. Well, after. you know, that's, and that's what I find going on, you know, as I grew more and more in understanding, okay, why am I so anxious? And why yeah. am I overtaken by fear? The Lord was so gracious and patient with me. Um, as he revealed like an, like an onion, you know, peeling back layer by layer to the core and helping me to see how, uh, fundamentally I wasn't trusting him in certain areas of my life. And so I was reacting and responding in ways that were, um, really untrustworthy, um, uh, as far as his faithfulness is concerned. And, you know, it, another verse that just Lauren has, has been ministering to me lately okay. Um, okay. is in Romans 8. And I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to misquote it, but because I don't have it right in front I'm of me. I've got it in front of me, Romans 8. Okay. Yeah, well, it's, it's the verse where Paul talks about how if God has already given us Christ, Mm. Um, then will he not also give us freely all things? Oh, I love that. You know, and, and I, I've been pondering that lately because I've been thinking, okay, so if 
the greatest, if God has already given me the greatest gift that he could ever have given me, and he could give me the most valuable possession, quote unquote, you know, that he could give me, which is his son, will he not freely give me all things? So what am I worried about? That's, that's true. If if he has already shown me the supremacy of his love in Christ, who am I to today doubt his love for me? Which is what many times what my anxiety is, is manifesting. It's manifesting that I'm right now at this moment doubting the depth of God's love for me in Christ. And that has that that verse has just really ministered to me lately. I love it. I I'm looking here and I'm thinking it's Romans 810, but if I'm gonna have have uh have you have to look at that to see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll look it up okay. while you're talking. <laughs> yes. But I was thinking that I'm like, I think this is Romans 810. So so Pastor Paul, if if you're you're counseling someone or or to even the listeners that are gonna hear this message that are feeling the weight of anxiety, um, if it's the what's going on in the outside world or their personal lives, what would be your first suggestion or, or, or I don't even want to say tip, but word of advice for, for the listeners who are hearing this? We know that we need to go to the scriptures. Um, what, what would you suggest, though, first? Would it be the scriptures? Yes. Be confessed, uh, be repentant. Yeah, I think we need to go to the scriptures, to the promises of God Mm -hmm. um, right away to remind ourselves of all that God has promised us um, in Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, To to recognize that uh, because what what we need in times of anxiety is we need an anchor. Exactly. Um, And an anchor is that which stabilizes the ship, you know, in the time of storm. So I think of anxiety as a storm. Mm. You know, it feels certainly feels like a storm, doesn't it? Internally. Absolutely. Doesn't it, it feels like there's a storm, you know, raging within us. And so what we need is an anchor. We need an anchor for our soul. And the anchor for our soul is Ultimately, it's Christ and the promises of God in Christ. And so we can go to an anchor of scripture like Romans 8.32, you know, which I um, kind of abbreviated in my own words a few moments ago, you know, that 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 God has already given to us um, everything that we need ultimately, you know, in Christ. And so if, if God's word says um, that God did not spare his own son, but he gave him up for us, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? That becomes an anchor for my anxious soul. Mm-hmm. And I can ponder that and I can realize, okay, I got to take my, my anxieties, the storm this stormy ship that I'm, I'm on right now, and I'm going to tie it, anchor it to this promise 
this truth, this biblical truth, that God did not spare his son, but he gave him up for me. How will he not then also give with him, with Christ, give me all the things I need? So I then need to talk to my soul as the writer of, of Psalm 41 and 42 and 43 does and say to my soul, soul, will not God with Christ give you all things? What, what are you, what are you so anxious about? What are you so anxious? What are you, what are you fretting about? Cease, cease striving and know that he is God. Mm. So I need to talk to myself mm. like the psalmists talked to themselves. They didn't let themselves talk. See what anxiety, anxiety is our self talking to us. Exactly. We need to talk. Mm-hmm. to ourself mm-hmm. and what we need to do is speak biblical truth to ourselves, like the promise you know that i just uh, read for you from romans eight thirty two. and there are literally thousands that's so true. of those kinds of truths in god's word that become anchors for our soul so true i've i've studied romans i just finished doing a bible study with um well i didn't do it with him but i listened um, Steve Lawson <laughs> had a study on Romans that I, I did. And I, I, I just was, it was just so edifying. I, it, such a blessing, but never really, I mean, I've read Romans eight thirty two countless times, but to, to be able to apply this as an anchor to the soul, as you, as you just said, especially with, for anxiety, I mean, not just anxiety, but life in general, but I don't think I ever really, really appreciated or, or acknowledge the weight of that verse i mean mm, yeah it, he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also with him gracious graciously give us all things that's so profound yes thank you for sharing that yeah <laughs> i think that's incredible i'm just I, I again i'm just so happy that i was able to spend this time with you um for you to share share your your tips i don't want to say tips but your advice, your wisdom, your knowledge and in, in dealing with anxiety. And it's nice to hear it from someone who's battled it, right? Who actually knows that hey, well, well yeah, and and I would I would say is still battling, yeah. you know. It, it yeah, we don't there are some of these struggles that we don't fully you know, we don't have full victory over. We won't have full victory over until we see uh, the Lord Jesus face to face, but but I, I can look backwards in time and I can see um, the progress in my faith. And that is really encouraging to me. That is encouraging. That's very encouraging. And that should be encouraging for the listeners mm-hmm. as well. Um, as he continues to grow you and, and you're growing through this process, um, just look back at that progress that you've made. Um, and, and even if it's a small step you feel, um, just continue to acknowledge that as a step forward for sure. I had another question for you before I let you go. I wanted to ask you, what are some of the new things you're working on now? um, And how can we get our hands on those or support that? Sure. sure. Well, uh, since the anxiety devotional um, came out, I've had two more uh, books come out, one with new growth press 
Uh, first time I've published with them, which I've been very encouraged by. Oh. Um, it's a 50-day uh, devotional on grief. Wow. Uh, it's called A Small Book for the Hurting Heart. Um, meditations on loss, grief, and healing. And it doesn't just address the grief that's associated with death, um, the loss, you know, that we always think of when we lose someone to death, but it, it addresses loss in other ways as well um, that, we, that we battle with uh, in our lives. So I've been encouraged by how the Lord has been using that in people's lives. Awesome. A small book for the hurting heart. So um, many people buy it to give to others instead of a sympathy card. Mm. Um, they'll buy that and give uh, that to someone. You know, and I mean, nowadays you got to pay five or six dollars for a greeting card. Yes. You know, why not spend a little bit more and give them something that um, they can gradually walk through when they're ready. They can walk through it. But it begins very gently. Um, and it is a gentle devotion for people who are grieving, um, but it begins very softly and, um, you know, kind of placing them into the arms of God and his, his loving care. And, okay. um, I love that. I, I have a friend in mind that would be completely mm. blessed by this book. And I love how you said in lieu of sympathy cards, this would be, yeah, I like that. Sure. And then um, last fall, then I also had a new book come out um, that was also long in writing, uh, many, many years in the writing, but um, I wrote that one with Johnny Erickson Tata, and that is called When Disability Hits Home, How God Magnifies His Grace in Our Weakness and Suffering. Mm. And it's so, it's um, really, it's the anchor passages of scripture that have stabilized um, my wife and me throughout our years of having children with disabilities. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really laying the groundwork for a, how to think biblically about disability. And then at the end of each chapter, Johnny shares some personal uh, anecdotes that really highlight the theological truths that I teach in, in each chapter. And um, we're really hoping and praying that the Lord will get this into the hands of families who are, are uh, touched by disability, but also that the Lord will get into the hands of church leaders, people in churches who are thinking about starting a disability ministry um, so that they will begin right away. They'll, they'll think of disability ministry theologically rather than programmatic um because that that's just so important so we're really um hoping and praying that the lord does that and that is actually then part of what shepherd press calls um the family disability toolkit which we've done in conjunction with johnny and friends um ministry and so it's a that book and five mini books that go along with that. Um, one is on um, the marriage relationship, help our mar uh, help disability pressures our marriage. Um, there's one for grandparents, help my grandchild has a disability, help my child has a disability, help my sibling has a disability. Um, 
help my friend has a disability. Um, there's so we're, we're we're trying to do is bring the ministry of the word into the soul ministry of the word into the hearts and the lives of people who are affected by disability. Because there's a lot of resources out there on the practicalities of living with disability, but there's really not anything out there that deals with ministry to the soul, into the heart needs, mm-hmm. the, the faith struggles mm-hmm. of people afflicted with disabilities. And so we're really hoping and praying the Lord will use use those resources. So those are just a, some of the things that I've, okay. um, I've been doing the last couple of years. That's amazing. Um, for those who may not be uh, aware, can you, can you just real quick or briefly tell us, I don't want to spoil it, but who, who Johnny mm-hmm. is for the listeners? Who uh, Johnny Erickson Tata. Yes, please. Um, yes. She's the founder of Johnny and friends ministry, but Johnny has been in a wheelchair for 50 years now. Um, 52 years actually, because she just turned um, 70 this year. But um, she, at the age of 18, dove into shallow waters and broke her neck and um, has lived with as a paraplegic now for over 50 years. And God used that to um, work uh, wonderfully in her life. And she is a glowing testimony of the grace of God. And what I love about Johnny is that she's transparent. She's honest about how she struggles, but she always brings us back to Christ and the word of God. Um, And uh, so it's a worldwide disability ministry, Johnny and friends. And uh, the Lord just providentially connected us a number of years back. And through that, now we have been able to produce a number of resources that bring the the truths of biblical soul care together with disability ministry. I love it. And I wanted them to hear that because the listeners to hear that because again, uh, someone, uh, a brother or sister in Christ who's working on something who has experience with, with in this instance, disability or as having you on the show, um, our brother and pastor, Paul having experience with anxiety and, and, and knowing um, it's just, I think it just helps make it more relatable mm. for people um, who understand sure. what it is that you're saying. So that's why I want to sure. do it. I, I, felt, yeah. I figured you would, you'd give a better intro to Johnny than I, I could. So I was sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, and I, and I would say too, then if, if any of these things that I have said, you know, piques anyone's curiosity and wanting to learn more just about, you know, how to um, work through the word of God and apply it practically to the needs of, of your soul. Just become a subscriber to my blog at counselingoneanother.com. Yes. And a couple times a week, I try to post an article um, that will be an encouragement to um, my readers. And I also use the, use it to uh, communicate in relation to some of the new resources that are becoming available, um, such as the ones that I have just described to you. Absolutely. I was going to add that too. I'm happy you, you did that perfectly. That 
the the articles, like if they come to my mailbox a couple of times a week and I, I've just been so encouraged and blessed by them. And I've just, I forward them to my friends as when I see them after I've read over them um, to offer, also offer encouragement as well. So you don't want to miss out on that. And I'll be sure to add all of these links in the subscription box and description box um, so that listeners can follow you um, and kind of know how to get access to all of these amazing projects you're working on and have already completed as well. I just really appreciate you spending time with me this morning for me and this afternoon for you. But um, it's just been a blessing and I'm so excited for people to be able to hear this um, episode and, and be encouraged by it. And I also want to thank you too, Pastor Paul, for always being accessible. I know that sometimes I'm always hesitant to reach out, but when I read your book, I'm like, I'm going to go find this, this guy who's like <laughs> sitting on this like real high pedestal. And I'm like, and I got to be able to talk to him and tell him how great he was and how big he encouraged me. I'm kidding, but you've just been yeah. and just so helpful and just, you've been great. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. That. There's, there's no pedestal. There's no <laughs> pedestal. A pedestal uh, stool is about the uh, height of a toadstool. So, there you, go. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just, a, I'm just a fellow struggler who is trying to pass on the, the truths of the word that have been helping me. So it's been, a, it's been an honor and I appreciate yeah. your ministry and I pray thank the Lord continues to bless you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Pastor Paul. You have a wonderful day. You too. Okay, see ya. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Grace Redeemed Podcast. Make sure to visit my Instagram page at Grace Redeemed Podcast and YouTube channel at The Grace Redeemed Podcast where you can subscribe to the show. You can also find episodes of this podcast on many listening platforms. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, and if you found value or encouragement in this show, please leave a rating or review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, we would appreciate it. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Grace Redeemed Podcast as we dive into another episode through a biblical lens. (laughs) 